Today on the Chat and Chew Show. I made a decision to um, lose my virginity at a very young age. I was actually 13 years old. And I didn't know, I, you know, no one told me anything other than don't get pregnant, you know. And so when I started having an interest in a boy, um, I thought that was what you were supposed to do to show him you love him. Self-conscious, peer pressured, confused. Does any of this sound familiar? If not, just think back on your teenage years. None of us quite knew who we were nor what we were meant to become. And it took a special kind of guidance to get through to our semi-developed selves. Today on the Chat and Chew Show, we are joined by Cherie Cooper, the founder of Honey Bee University. At Honey Bee University, Cherie teaches teen girls to embrace who they are called and created to be, using workbooks and virtual classes to creatively reach her audience. Cherie has spent over 15 years serving in youth ministry and currently serves as the youth director at her local church. She is a teen girls self-esteem coach and positive body image coach, certified by the Case Institute under Dr. Chantel P. Jimenez. A wife of over 21 years and mother of three, Cherie describes herself as a woman who loves God and loves to learn. She has a passion for studying identity, inner healing, history, and apologetics, and for helping others by sharing her personal journey. Buckle up, Chat Tribe, as we venture through what you wish you knew as a teen. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to the Chat and Chew Show. My name is Betty. And I'm Roxanne. And we are super thrilled that you decided to join us. As you guys know, the Chat and Chew Show is designed to empower you to do your relationships better. And all of us are in a relationship, and not just romantic relationships. We are aunties and mothers and grandmas and sisters and best friends and enemies. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, if we're honest, you know, sometimes it can be difficult. You can run into a snag in your relationship. And so we want to give you uh, what you would need to just really make your relationships better, uh, to improve your relationships. And so today we have an exciting show with us. We have a special guest who has started an organization where she works mostly with teen girls. And uh, we're going to talk to her uh, after the break. So stay tuned. This show is going to be fantastic. everybody and we are back and as Betty mentioned we have a great show for you today and a very very special guest Miss Cherie Cooper welcome to the show thanks for having me how are you today I feel great it's a beautiful day nice nice I'm loving that painting behind you it's gorgeous yes queens that's what I celebrate 24 7 queens <laughs> yes, yes and you are the teen girl self-esteem coach I love that name yes yes yep and I'm um, and also a body image positive body image coach for teen girls as well that's important wow. so honeybee so how did you even get into being a teen girls coach motivator all of that what start what sparked that in you sure so back in the day <laughs> uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> probably a, almost 10 years ago, I had this sudden burden um, for girls in my local community. Um, I remember I had started remembering what it was like being in high school mm. and how hard it was for me. Uh, I had struggled so hard with insecurity uh, and people pleasing and peer pressure. A lot of those things we go through, but it just seems so devastating. <laughs> And um, because of those things, I really made some poor decisions in my life mm -hmm. that affected me later. And uh, I wanted to do something to maybe, um, you know, help another young lady not make some of the decisions that I made, uh, you know, as, an, as a teenager and a young adult. And so what I decided to do, I wrote down a vision of what I wanted to do. And I started by just reaching out to young teens in my community. I was living in an apartment complex and I knew some of the girls and I just said, hey, I wanted to have a little get together. Would you come? And so I rented out the local rec center and I started with nine girls and we just had a conversation over pizza and ice cream. And that's how we got started. Nice. nice. I love that you just started too. Like, let's just have a thing, get together and do this and see yeah. how it goes. I yeah. love that. Yeah, I couldn't, I can't tell you honestly that I knew what I was doing. At that time, I didn't have, you know, much education in the area. I just had a desire to help. And so that's what I did. And um, it evolved into what I know now, what we know now is Honeybee University. Wow. Well, I wish you were around when I was a teen girl, because as you were talking, I went straight back to high school mm -hmm. in my mind. And I just remember, you know, how myself, how, how, how I felt my, in myself. I was overweight. Yeah. I was an introvert. Mm -hmm. And I was, I grew up in Los Angeles and I went to Los Angeles high school. Mm -hmm. And so everybody was beautiful. Mm -hmm. Everybody was a cheer, cheerleader and everybody wore the best clothes. And I was a overweight poor young lady, you know, and just felt terrible, you know, about myself. We were talking before we started running the cameras. If someone was around like you when I was growing up, I would have been so much better and further in my life right now. If someone could have just looked at me and said, hey, you're good at this, or you can do this, you know. Mm -hmm. So what you do is fantastic. Yeah. yeah, I love what I do. And, you know, being in high school, even in middle school, you know, people can be so cruel and oh it can be a devastating time for some. Some yeah. have a blast in school and then some it is like very challenging. Yeah. And so I want it to be like a safe place, you know. Yeah. yeah. And I ain't to judge you. Let's just kind of hang out, have fun. You can yeah. share whatever's um, on your on your mind and let's talk about it. Yeah. And so that's pretty much what I do. Yeah. Um, and, I, you know, it's cool. It's it's not always easy because sometimes, yeah, yeah. you know, there are some hard topics sometimes. But Yeah. So um, why are you calling it Honeybee? I love that, by the way. <laughs> University, though. Yeah. So actually that name came from a woman in the Bible. Her name was Deborah. And so when I read about Deborah, she was like this really amazing woman, right? <laughs> But one of the things that she did is she pointed a younger generation um, back to the principles of God. So um, when I looked her up, her name meant honeybee. And I was like, you know what? That's what I want to do. I want to point my generation 
back to God, back to doing the right things, back to, you know, just having love and freedom in their life. And so that's where the name Honeybee came from. And so since it's like a university where we, you know, I do classes, I do workshops, I'm like, well, yeah, that's what we do. So that's where Honeybee University comes from. Oh, wow. Wow. I love that. Me too. Oh my goodness. And also I was thinking too, like, even as an adult recently, Mm -hmm. I've been thinking about how there are so many opportunities to judge ourselves now. We have so much data, like to how many steps we're taking, how many pounds, um, how many likes, followers, how, you know, all of so much data to judge ourselves. Um, and so I just, I can't even imagine as a teenager where you're already confused about what's going on with your body and who you are to still have the judgment on top of that. Yeah. Like, I just think what you're doing is so necessary. <laughs> so yeah. thank you. It's so much. Yeah. I mean, it was a lot when I was growing up, but now it's so much information. You know, yeah. social media is the biggest one of the biggest influences of our lives today and so it's just a lot for us but you can imagine for young teenagers so you know people like me and you know we just do what we can to just you know just try to love on them and to be a safe place for them yeah I love that term safe place uh in fact at our church that's kind of our thing we say we are safe space Mm -hmm. you know so that because a lot of times you know, like we say, especially with, you know, teenage girls, they don't have a lot of experience in life, but they do have this, um, like we're talking about body image and kind of confusing, like, who am I? What am I good at? You know, and you're looking at social media and you're comparing yourself mm-hmm. to everybody who's on there. And you're like, God, I'm not this, I'm not that. And, and you, it makes you feel some kind of way, which prevents you from moving forward, you know, in life. So uh, I don't have any girls in my uh, home. I'm raising boys. <laughs> yeah. How, how about you? Do you have girls in your home? Uh-huh. So I have a daughter. Uh, she, all my children are young adults now. So oh. I have a daughter. At that time, she was a teenager. Okay. Uh, she's 24 now. And I also have two sons. And uh, 22 and 20, wait a minute. Yeah, 22 and 19. Wow. So they keep me hip, you know? Okay, right. <laughs> So yeah, I, yeah, they're, they're great. Yeah. So now you talked a little bit about, you know, some things that you went through as a teen girl. Do you mind just talking a little bit in more detail, if you're comfortable about kind of what you went through? Sure. Um, so I think I always like to just remind our guests that, you know, our, your story can help someone Absolutely. Know, where you were and, and then what God is doing in your life nowadays, but okay. <clears throat> Absolutely. So one of the things that, <clears throat> I did as a result of not knowing who I was is that I made a decision to uh, lose my virginity at a very young age. I was actually 13 years old Mm -hmm. and I didn't know, I, you know, no one told me anything other than don't get pregnant, you know? And so when I started having an interest in a boy, um, I thought that was what you were supposed to do to show him you love him. And so I remember um, how it happened and it was, you know, it was, um, I, I wasn't sure I was scared. I, I you know, I didn't want to seem like a little girl, but I was, you know what I mean? Yeah. And my girlfriends, they were pushing me into it. Go ahead. We're going to go with you, uh-huh. you know? Um, and so I went and I remember it was like a half a day or something. 
and I went with him and my girlfriends went with me and you know and next thing I know you know I was you know giving myself away mm -hmm. and I remember um it you know it was like five minutes long it was it was nothing beautiful nothing that you know that is uh the movie showed or right, the, right. you know tv show and I remember when it was over I remember going into the bathroom and having to um clean myself up you know because I was I was bleeding if I could say that you know I was, I was bleeding and I um you know, toilet tissue, trying to clean myself up and it's mushy and I had tears in my eyes. I'm a complete mess, you mm. know, and I feel nasty. I feel like trash. Yeah. And yeah. I remember after it was over, um, him kind of just kind of dismissing me like, okay, bye, you know, and my friends just kind of walking with me. I'm sharing with them everything that happened. And right. so the very next day I go to school everybody knows no everybody knows i found out you know of course he told it but also my friends were telling me oh so it trashed my reputation at school. oh my gosh and i just remember feeling like oh my god and what could i do all i wanted to do was be transferred i couldn't tell my mom you know she i was gonna me. ask where was your mom i mean i mean she was you know she was home Right. Um, I wanted to talk to her, but I, I felt that I would get in trouble. Right. You know, I felt she would get me. Yeah. <laughs> she yeah. probably would have. I don't know. You know, looking yeah. back, but I remember feeling like I don't have anybody to talk to. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. And my friends had betrayed me. That's how mm -hmm. I felt. Mm -hmm. And so I remember just having to go through school this school year being called names i was called a whore a hoe a, well they call them thoughts now but they call <laughs> you know, called all these different names and, wait a minute you know, what do they call them <laughs> the way i understand is thought is yeah. that t-h-o-t i think that's a thought and yeah. so they didn't call me that but they called me a lot of other names you know yeah. during that time yeah. and um that's a story that i share a lot with young women um because it's important you know when you don't know who you are you just kind of do what you think is right you know I, yeah I think so many thoughts were in my head when you were saying that because I'm like you know as a young lady somebody's showing interest in you first of all and you're like oh boy you know and then you have nowhere to go except I always say this and I don't mean to say this about your friends but your dumb dumb friends mm -hmm. <laughs> tell you you know to do stuff mm -hmm. and you're like uh okay, this sounds right. You know, you go and do it. And then the betrayal that you experience from not just the guy, but also from your, from your girlfriends at 13, that could be overwhelming. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like you, man, that's terrible. Yeah. I was going to say, not only that is just none of you know how important that act is at that time either. So so all of this, you're kind of, everyone's treating this kind of like arbitrarily, like, you know, sex is just this random thing. Cause we've all just watched, like you said, TV, we thought like you thought it was gonna be magical because of TV and, and, and everyone talks about it freely cause they're just trying to figure it all out but not realizing how important that is to, you know to, mm -hmm. like that exchange is. Yeah, <laughs> exchange, so. yeah I didn't know. I mean, people didn't talk about it like that, you know, 
And um, like I said, I think the biggest thing was you're not supposed to get pregnant. You know, don't get pregnant. Right. Don't get pregnant. Yeah. And so, you know, it was one of those things. I mean, at that time, it felt like the most devastating thing ever. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It was the hardest thing to go back to a school um, to be ridiculed and, you know, and so um, I didn't know, you know, I, I, I was 13, you know, I was a kid. Mm -hmm. And so what I try to do is I tell other 13 year olds, right. you know, hey, yeah. this, this, this is not what you think it is. Right, right. <laughs> you know, no, I'm just reminded too of something that I heard that, you know, I could see why now you're doing Honeybee University because our pain propels us to our purpose, yes. you know? It's like what you what have pained you. And for anybody who's out there who's listening and there is a pain that you're dealing with, it could be something that can propel you to your purpose, you know, mm -hmm. uh, to, to, to move forward, to help someone else in. But um, yeah, that that is huge. Um, <laughs> yeah. that, that is huge. I, again, I'm just thinking like, man, if I was uh, 13, I would really want somebody in my life, yeah. you know, who can point, a trusted adult who can appoint me you know, uh, somewhere else, uh, yeah. you know, to a better uh, situation. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. good, good. That is yeah. So um, we're going to take a short break. And then when we come back, I'd love for you to talk to, um, you know, other people who are out there, parents, moms in particular, I don't know why that is in my head right now, but moms who are raising, you know, teenage girls, some things that they can pass on to them. Absolutely. Okay, good. Yeah. All right. So we'll be back in a moment. Now, a delicious word. Let's Hey, it's Carla, aka Homecook K, and I'm excited to be in my humble kitchen with a new addition, a new stove. The last one wasn't as reliable, like it didn't turn on, so I'm grateful for this new one. So, today's recipe is one that I've made the first time a few days ago. When my husband walked in the house, he said, Mmm, it smells like fall. The nutmeg and cinnamon in this baked apple recipe is perfect for the season. And apples are in season now. And if you're lucky, you live in a location where you can visit an orchard and pick your own or grab some at the farmer's market. Fresh apples always have better flavor. To start this recipe, I preheat my oven to 350 degrees and set out six apples. I use a variety of apples to create a robust flavor. You wanna make sure you have a mix of tart apples as well as sweet ones. I peel and core the apples and then thinly slice them into even pieces so they bake consistently. Next, I add the apple slices to a 9 by 13 inch baking dish and add 2 tablespoons of lemon juice, 1 tablespoon of coconut oil, 2 thirds cup of cane sugar, 1 and a half teaspoons of cinnamon, 3 quarter teaspoons of grated ginger, a pinch of nutmeg, 3 tablespoons of cornstarch, 3 tablespoons of water, and a pinch of sea salt. I then cover it loosely with foil and bake it in the oven for 45 minutes. After 45 minutes, I remove the foil and bake it for additional 10 to 15 minutes uncovered. And you're done. Now you have a delicious dish that can be topped with whipped cream or added to vanilla bean ice cream. We decided that this recipe tastes just like the inside of a delicious apple pie. So if you're watching your carbs or gluten-free, it's the perfect dish for you. I hope you enjoy. Okay, so we are back and um, we are talking with Miss Cherie about uh, her 
I guess like team mentoring and just everything that got her started, what motivated her to do that. And um, Betty, you also had a good point about like your pain can bring you to your purpose. You know, some of the things you go through can propel you into really like helping someone else out and making a big difference there. Um, but we want to get into Sheree, what are some things that, you know, we're thinking mothers, but I guess anyone raising teen girls, some things that they can oh. do. Well, first I want to say, just don't give up. <laughs> oh, that's good. Don't give up on your baby. Cause yeah. I know sometimes raising teenage girls can be a lot, you know, especially in this kind of culture. Mm. Um, but I just want to encourage you, don't give up. Um, just know that there are people out there that are on your side and with you. Um, I would like to, you know, what some of the things that I do is, um, I, and I can, if I can just show you, yeah. um, I created this workbook right here oh. and it is named after, um, the character, um, my, my story that okay. I just told you about. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, and so what I've done is I've created these stories about my teenage life. Um, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And, you know, how do you move forward in some of the decision making? And so I have found that a lot of parents love this workbook. And um, I had some, uh, I had a teenage girl tell me, hey, I read it all in one day. It was great. Oh, you know, and so this is a resource that I offer. Um, and it basically it's, it's real. You know, I tell the truth in this book. You know, I tell you what I've done and some of the things that I've gone through and, you know, and what you can do to avoid that. <laughs> mm -hmm. And it's really um, a book about just learning to love you okay. and know who you are. And I have found that when you find out who you are, you won't make poor, you won't always make poor decisions mm -hmm. because you'll find value in yourself. Mm -hmm. And so definitely think that um, my book, Queenie and Diary of a Young Queen are absolutely great resources for you. Um, you can also, I have a website um, called honeybu.co and on there um, are my workbooks. And I'm also very excited to announce that I have some online classes coming uh, beginning in May 15th. And so feel free to take advantage of that. And there's some other free resources there. So I hope that will help some of our moms or those who just, you know, looking for some information. Yeah. So what would you tell a mom right now who is like, I have a 15 year old, she's mm -hmm. been in the house, you know, for a year doing, home, you know, Zoom school, things are opening up now. And she's starting to talk to, you know, a little boy, and they want to go out. What would you say to her, the mom or the dad to say <laughs> to his daughter? Well, I first would say, um, if you can, and I know it's not easy for parents, but if you just take, take a step back and remember what it was like being 15, mm -hmm. just remember and be a, be, um, be a safe space where, you know, sometimes teenagers, they, they feel like they can't come to their parents. That was one of the challenges I had. Mm -hmm. Be that parent where you children feel like they can come to you. Mm -hmm. make them know, let them know that they can come to you with the good, the bad, and the ugly. Mm -hmm. I think that if you can create a relationship with your children um, to have that um, openness, mm -hmm. you will definitely, uh, you know, you will definitely uh, 
be able to avoid maybe some of the pitfalls that other um, teens have gotten themselves in? Because a lot of times it's just not communicated mm-hmm. to to your children, you know, um, you know, why you shouldn't do certain things. Mm-hmm. Like we talked about, nobody told me, you know, mm-hmm. and sometimes, you know, if you, I, well, let me just say this. If you don't talk to your children, somebody else will. Yeah, that's true. That you know, true. so make sure that you have that, that space of communication and let them be able to come to you with anything yeah. without you falling apart, without you yelling, screaming, yeah. be, you know, be, be a safe space. I, I think adding to that, because uh, my husband has done youth work forever, mm-hmm. and I have a 25-year-old son now, too, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, is that sometimes parents will preach their children down mm-hmm. as opposed to listening, you know yeah. what I mean? So if your daughter, son, even, comes to you and is like, hey, mom, what you think about you? Then you automatically go <laughs> into this kind of thing, and they're just like, okay, you know what I mean? You're ready. talk. <laughs> And getting it out, you know, and like, I like you said, what you said, without going crazy. And, you know, my son has, over the years, have come to me and said stuff. And I'll be like, calm down. Because <laughs> you'd be wanting to like, what was you talking about? You know, you, you want to kind of go there. But then that kind of, that shuts them up, you know. So mom, dad, if you're out there, you're listening. If your child is coming to you and trying to talk, let them talk. Yeah. Listen, you you listen. listen. And I would say too, because I'm a Christ follower, pray mm-hmm. while they're talking. Oh, yeah. Always <laughs> ask the Lord to say, give you yeah. the words to say, because you don't want to run your child away in crucial times. You know, you uh, you yeah. want to be want them to be able to come to you with very important things, you know. Absolutely. I think it reminds me when you said that, it reminds me of the scripture that says parents don't come down to well, I think it says fathers, but it's talking about parents. You know, don't parents don't come down too hard on your kids because yeah. it will crush their spirit. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think sometimes um we sometimes do what our parents did. And you know, sometimes our parents, I know in my generation, parents would just be kind of like, you know, they would drop the bomb on you. Mm-hmm. You know, because you didn't didn't have a lot of open conversations. Yeah. Um, yeah. and so but Let's not come down on them too hard. You know yeah. what I mean? Let's, like you said, listen. And um, I just think if we can do that, we will see um, better results and better relationships. Yeah, yeah. I think listening to your kids, not overreacting when they do tell you, <laughs> tell you something, you know. I think another one um, that, and you can speak to this too, that a lot of times adults in front of teens want to appear that they're perfect. Like I never, oh, oh, you did that. I, you know what I mean? And they got as much junk in their closet. (laughs) Yes. You might just say that about transparency is important. Transparency is important. I know a lot of people don't like it, but it's important to, if you don't have good relationships, transparency is, is key. And that includes with your kids. Um, I, I had to talk to my kids about sex and things like that at a very early age i wanted them to feel like they could come to me they could talk to me um i know that i'm not perfect you know i've made mistakes but i've tried to you know make an effort where you know where they feel like they could come Mm -hmm. to me and so um and i have shared my i've shared my life with them too 
I've shared my stories with them too. Um, I'm a youth director at my church. And, you know, um, one of the things I have to do there is I have to share my life with them too. Yeah. You yeah. know, and so I have found though that when I do that, um, when they get in trouble or they feel like they um, need help, they will come to me. Mm-hmm. And I think it, part of that is because I've been transparent and I've shown them that I care. Yeah. 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 That's huge. I think transparency, because it seems like this generation, at least with my son, he's like, mom, we know when somebody being fake. Mm-hmm. We, you know, and it's a big turnoff, you know, yeah. into. Yeah. And not only that, it, it puts pressure on the child to think they have to be perfect. Like, mm-hmm. you know, Sheree, like they come to you when they mess up because they're like, oh, okay, people make mistakes and that's okay. But I think when you're like the perfect parent, your mm-hmm. child now feels like they have to be perfect. Mm-hmm. And they're like, you know, they feel like, oh, I can't come to you if I mess up because you're perfect. You'll be disappointed in me if I mess up. Mm-hmm. And so it, it's another breakdown of communication. Yeah. 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 Mm. I, I love what you said at the very beginning is like, don't give up. Oh, yeah. don't give up. <laughs> you know, I, I have that experience with, with my, my son. I know we were talking about, you know, girls, but my son, from since he was little, was always in trouble. <laughs> Yours too? Oh my gosh. So we up here working with youth and this and that, and he up there. Oh. Anyway. <laughs> I already know. I already know. So you know, so I just I just never gave up. I um, ran into this scripture where uh, there's a family in the Bible who the, the child was, you know, the Bible said he was demon possessed. I think he was having a seizure. Uh-huh. And, yeah. and they couldn't heal him. And um, Jesus said, bring the boy to me. Mm-hmm. And that little phrase just <laughs> stuck with me. Bring the boy to me. Yes. And mm-hmm. from since I ran into that passage, since he was like in early elementary school, I, my prayer and my thought was, I'm just going to bring him, bring the boy to Jesus. Like I can't fix him. You know yeah. what I mean? That's I just have to be patient with him and not to give up. Now, my son has a lot of life ahead of him, but he is doing really well now. Uh-huh. But Because um, in those early days, you're looking at this child, and you're like, I don't even know my child about to go to jail. What is happening? Oh, yeah. I love it. And I love that scripture because it shows there's hope. You know, yeah. there's hope. And um, with God, there's always hope. And that's one of the things I love. And I laugh because when you say my child, you know, I have a son that, oh, my goodness. <laughs> You know, I would put him in church and the church would be calling me. Your son did this. Your son said that. And now I'm embarrassed. I'm like, I don't know where he got that from. You know? <laughs> you know? And he, oh my gosh. You know, and he used to get into so much trouble. And I would just feel like, I don't know what to do with this kid. No. <laughs> Man, it, that, that is so like, oh, I didn't even know how to explain it. Just, you just, ugh. But don't give up. Don't give up. You know, like think about when you were a young person. Oh my goodness. You know, that hopefully there are people in your life who didn't give up on you. You know, they just hung in there with you, you know, thick and thin. I think moms have the ability to do that anyway. They do. They do. Moms are great. Dads are great too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Everybody's great. You do have, you look back on your life and you, you, you're reminded of some of the people, you know, that came a long way. They did try to encourage you. I believe um, God will send people to mm-hmm. do that. I believe I'm a person, maybe a person in someone's life to do that. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, so you're absolutely right, but we can't give up on our young people. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And one of our listeners, you might be, you know, feeling this tug, you know, you should think about maybe mentoring, you know, a person behind you. Um, yeah. You have so many lessons that you could, you know, give someone that could really, really change the trajectory of their life, you know. Um, but a lot of times we kind of just are in our own worlds but you're reminding us you know get out of your own world so you know for a little bit at least yeah you know and think about how you can pour into someone else's life it can make like a huge huge difference in their life so thank you honeybee university so much i had fun (laughs) so tell our audience i know you already mentioned but tell us where they can find you on your social media and all that stuff sure so my website is honeybeeu.co so just like honeybee um like the regular spelling dot co and you can find me on ig at honeybeedmv and on Facebook at honeybeeu. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm I'm around. Okay. All right. Good. <laughs> and you can learn more about me there on those pages. And if you have any questions, our um, my contact information is there as well. Great, great. And Roxy, you want to tell them where they can find us? Sure. Um, if you are watching on YouTube, please subscribe here or there or wherever the button is. And then also click the bell to get notifications. And you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Chat and Chew Show. Regular spelling. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks again, Sharif, for joining us. Um, It was such a pleasure to have you. Thank you, Roxy. Thank you, Betty. I really appreciate it. And we will see you guys next time. Take care. Bye. Bye. This episode is brought to you by the Chat and Chew Company. Host, Betty Jones. Co-host, Roxanne Brew. Producer, Vanessa Outland. And music by Elwood Jones.